0: Welcome to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And a big thank you to Cass Smythe and uh, Pam for filling in for me last weekend. um, My son Derek and I went down to Philadelphia and watched the Flames uh, against the Flyers on Saturday afternoon. I went to the Eagles-Seahawks game. So it was kind of fun. Got to see that town. Beautiful town. Lots of architecture. Lots of cool things. So anyways, had a Philly cheesesteak. Visit Rocky, all the usual stuff, too. So lots of fun. Anyways, we're heading into our, the gardening season into December, and it was interesting. Yesterday I had a guy in into the store, and uh, he had a pitchfork. He was buying a pitchfork for somebody for Christmas. And he goes, if she doesn't like this, can she return it? I said, of course. That was kind of funny. But anyways, uh, we can also do gift cards and things like that. So I'm going to um, touch on some of those gift ideas today. For your gardening friends, because there's always people looking for um, gift ideas for people that have certain interests in your life, and gardening is definitely one of those big interest things, and and house plants and all that. So we're definitely going to touch on some indoor gardening and the seasonal plants of uh, of the Christmas season, the winter season going through, and uh, with the house plant craze, there's a, a lot more of it. But also, we get all the seasonal plants that are starting to come in. If you have any questions or ideas or thoughts or gifts um, for a gardening friend, if you want to share at this time of year, I appreciate the calls because it does get a little bit slower, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 and uh, also I have uh, Brad the Birdman, he's calling in later today. And then we also got uh, what's hot in the Christmas tree lot with uh, Chris. She's going to call in as well. So uh, a few people calling in today and chat about a few things. um, uh, Gardening, I've seen a couple stories regarding uh, Christmas tree shortage. Um, It's really the first I heard about it on (laughs) the weekend on the news. So um, when we were ordering our trees, we only bring in... Um, premium Fraser fir Canadian trees, and and that's what we stick with. I know there's been a bit of a shortage out of the states. Um, down there, um, it just with the economy and the population growth, and things that 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 uh, the Christmas trees down there. There's been a bit of a shortage, and and once they run into a shortage, they come up here and start buying them, um, especially at the thirty five percent discount. With our currency, unfortunately. So, um, But so far, so good. I know we got all the trees we wanted. And uh, I chatted with Colin from Plantation. He's the other guy in the north that uh, if you're up that way, I recommend go see him. He has a great selection of trees. He has a great little tree garden center on on, uh, Center Street, I believe. Or 4th Street, sorry. And uh, he does a good job up there as well. So anyways, lots of... uh, I know both of us have trees. I'm not too sure how the other lots, if they're bringing them in from the States, they could have had some shipments, and also the CN Rail had, a, had an issue, because we do bring most of our, tr- our trees in um, from Ontario. We bring them in through the... We brought ours on CP Rail, um, which uh, it, I'm always amazed at how fast it is, um, gets on the train, on friday it's here tuesday morning delivered to our site and uh i don't know it's pretty impressive kind of a little uh, logistics and it's a fair bit it's half the price of uh of sometimes on the trucks but it, you still need the truckers involved because it goes from a truck to the train station from the train station to a truck to the site on the other end so it's a logistics synergy that works very very well anyways touch on a few things other than that um i'm sure i'm gonna get a few amaryllis questions and poinsettias and all that fun stuff but right now i'm gonna go to the phone line i'm gonna chat with ken good morning ken good morning merle how are you today good good and yourself
1: it's cold
0: out. <laughs> it, it is. certain. I, I know I was from my, I, I was still, I'm in the far south end of town. It was still minus 18 when I left. And by the time I got the, to 17th Ave here at the radio station, it was minus 10. So it's it's slowly coming from the west. And I know Brad, who lives down in the northwest, down in Bonassi, was saying it was only minus 8 there. So hopefully it's uh, well, coming our way.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just out at Hannah here with my mom and dad there, and it was so cold I've seen a Jack rapid Jack Rabbit pushing a squirrel to get him started.
0: So oh, that's I bet. Okay. It's, uh, it, 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 it's that bitter cold. Like, it, it's dry air, and it, it, it's cold out. Yesterday was cold. so
2: It was cold. But my question is, yep. I have an apple tree in my backyard. Okay. It produces apples every two years, and I would like to know when's the best time to prune it, because it's getting out of control.
0: Um, the best time to prune your apple, you can do it over the winter time um I, I, if if there 's no necessary, you could wait until like February March something like that.
2: February March okay because last year it produced a lot of apples, so i 'm expecting this year it 's not going to produce any
0: it will as long as you 're not you 're not going to prune the whole thing right you sort of want to you 're going bring it down in size, and what you want to yeah. do you kind of when you want to do your pruning. And when you look at the branches that you're going to cut, you're going to try and look for ones that are where you're going to cut just above and you want it to shoot more to the outside because you're trying to create more horizontal and you don't want to prune right above a branch to shoot it towards the inside of the tree. You want to get it going to the outside. If that Does that make Mom, sense? Yeah, it
2: makes sense, but I'm going to let you professionals do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll yeah, gonna... end up chopping the old tree down.
0: <laughs> yeah, give Mark a call then if you're able to. He'd be happy to come out and... And, and do all that kind of stuff because it's important with the apples and especially with the weight distribution and stuff like that to get them set up properly. Oh, yeah. So,
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Thanks Merle.
0: Yep. Thank you, sir. Have, have
1: a, a good one and have a Merry Christmas.
0: You too. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank, thank you. you bye okay,
2: bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, I know I always, uh, and, and this time of year and I was driving in today and I'm, I'm just noticing, um, a lot of dead damage and disease trees, A lot of the spruce trees are in really rough shape. And I'd like to see if there's some sort of subsidy. I'm going to contact the city and maybe see if we can work out some sort of subsidy or some sort of incentive program to help remove some of them. Because when we leave all these dead, damaged, diseased trees, they also... Um, cause a lot of other disease, like it spreads disease, it brings in um, sick and and more bugs into the healthy trees. So um, if you can afford to look at getting some of your, if you have a dead, one of those dead trees, I know some people have a big dead birch or a, a big spruce tree that's just looking awful. Um, it, and, and you never want to cut down a tree, but it is sometimes better for the whole environment to just get rid of that sick tree because, it's, it's causing disease, it's spreading disease, it's bringing more bugs into it because those bugs, they sense, they know in a tree, it's no different. I'm watching this uh, documentary on um, big cats. I always like lions and things like that. So when the weak, they always pick out the weakling of the herd and things like that and they, they wean them off and uh, those become the dinner. But that's somewhat what we need to do with our trees. You need to get rid of those weak, dead, damaged, diseased trees out of our canopy in Calgary just to help keep the other ones healthy or get rid of that, the sickly ones. and Because uh, we are in a little bit of a, a canopy disaster right now with our trees and shrubs. Um, they, they definitely need to be um, a little bit more tender, loving care. We've had some dryness over the last few years, and right now this moisture early on is, is great. Um, So what I'd recommend is shoveling all this extra snow underneath your big spruce trees, Um, trying, we call it snow farming. It's important to do that at this time of year, and uh, that would be sweet, and your trees would really, really like it and be very happy after. And actually, I think we got Mary, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Good morning, Mary.
3: Good morning, Merle. You, You sound like you had a real nice time with your son. I did. It's and, good to get away when they're this age.
0: Absolutely, I soon
3: d- they won't want to go with you. Yeah,
0: I know. Derek is sixteen, and my daughter Jaden's seventeen. Yeah. So we. Well, they grow we, up pretty fast. Oh no, and they're both they're both going to work today. Jaden's <laughs> down at the Spruce Meadows Market, and Derek's gonna be working out in the tree lot. So. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, that's good. You've got them both involved, and. Oh
0: no, they and, they see me going every good. day, so they kind of. Help out, and everyone pitches in. And my wife, well, Car-
3: and it's a good family thing,
0: yeah. No, yeah. my wife Carolyn, there she's doing a lot of the designing, she makes a lot of the pots and stuff. Her and Chris in the oh, tree lot, good. there that's but, good, yeah. No, everyone pitches in, and we have a great team of other people that help us out oh, as I well. I know
3: that, yeah, I know that. And last week, Cass and the other <laughs> lady just did a wonderful job, yeah, yeah, they're great. Anyway, what I was going to I'm making an observation here. Okay. Uh, talking about snow farming. Yes. Which I've done forever and ever. Now, there was uh, about a week ago, you know, we had this dump dump of snow. Yep. And then it was so icy. So then the the town got out in and, and the city as well. And they spread all this salt, you know, to get rid of the ice. Yep. Well, there was a man, an older man, and he, he, I stopped and I said, boy, you're busy, you, you know. I said, are you snow farming? No, I'm trying to unclog this street. And, and he was throwing off the street onto his, his boulevard and trees. I said to him, sir, you're going to kill him with all that salt. Yeah a lot that they of this on there he said well they said it was okay i said it isn't
0: sir depends which one they're using i know the city of calgary has switched a lot of it to the sugar beet yeah um,
3: well i don't know what this was it was salty
0: okay yeah, if it if it is the I, pure salt i then had you...
3: some on my card, and, and i didn't let it sit outside long enough to melt off and left salt all over my garage floor yeah so you know, it was very icy. Oh, yeah, but I know it's I, slick. all I'm just saying is, people, you're doing a good job of putting snow around your tree, but make sure it doesn't have that salt Yeah, try it. and
0: get it not right off the road where they just yeah. salt it and things yeah. like that. Absolutely. You know,
3: because people trees are hard, as you were just talking about.
0: Hard to grow in this Well, country. and we bring them into our environment and sometimes smaller spaces than what they're used to. Yeah. drier spaces. Well, and, and they
3: crowd them in the yeah. city. I, I, it's, it's just keep at it, Merle, because they waste a lot of money in that city. Oh,
0: and I'd just like to see it get in the right track, because even when I travel, like I was in Philly or in Chicago, like there's a city with Four or five million people, and their their horticultural entity of the city is beautiful. Like they use it yeah. as a ours. It works like if they want to talk about um, attracting people to a city, our ours does not do that. It, well, it, it, it's
3: too crowded. Well, and the
0: trees are half dead, most of them. But when you well, go they through, they just sh- look
3: terrible. They yeah. look like sticks.
0: No, and you go through Chicago. And they write the right infrastructure like they have the beautiful trees they're spaced out they have yeah, irrigation. Yeah, go to
3: Arizona and see the oranges hanging on. You know they're um, ornamental, but gee, they look great.
0: No, you got to plant the right trees in the right spots. Yeah, and,
3: I and, just had to. But keep I will say, away at it. maybe they'll listen to I if think, I was a taxpayer there, I'd be, I, I'd be complaining. I'd love to
0: help out, and I've talked to a few of them. I do know, like the newer communities, like in Belmont and stuff behind us, they. I I think they're doing a great job there. They've well, that's good. They what they've done is they spaced out the trees. They've used uh, a more of a columnar type ornamental crab, and they have them spaced out good. a larger boulevard. It just again, when you're planting elm trees ten feet apart, it just it, it doesn't work.
3: Well, so, no, it do, well you don't like to be crowded.
0: No, that's why we you all You know
3: in your life. So you like like to have things spaced around you. You know. Trees fine in the forest. That's where they grow. Yeah. But you know, you got they gotta have room. They're like people. They gotta have room to breathe.
0: Yeah. No. And and they should be an attribute to our city when people come in. They should be, hey, look how beautiful it is, and not holy. Look at all these dead yeah, trees everywhere. Yeah. Look
3: at that mess there. You know, I c- couldn't believe it. They planted ten trees in a circle. Right on the damn ro- Excuse me. Right on the darn road.
0: <laughs> I hear you, Mary.
3: Me. You're going to get rid of me. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, hey, I,
0: I'm okay with that as long as you keep it pretty safe. So, we're okay.
3: <laughs> okay. I usually don't
0: swear. No.
3: Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. That's just a, a,
4: an
0: expression. Absolutely. All right. You have a good day. You too, Mary.
3: Oh, when Santa and the
0: Rangers come. Oh, yeah, that's December 14th and 15th. Oh, yeah, I'm
3: going to come. I've never I hope seen... So. I, I see reindeer on TV, but I've never seen them up. I yeah. gotta go have a look at them.
0: And there's one that last year. The guy, the one of them is named Trump, and he fell asleep on oh. Santa's lap. Oh, poor and honestly, guy! Like he's, Santa, got an awful
3: va- he's got an awful name.
0: Santa looks over at me. He goes, "Merle, this is a million dollar picture. Like the reindeer fell asleep right on his lap. It was, it was so cute. There's a little baby on his lap. It was, it was priceless. So. Oh, they're
3: cute. Because I've seen some, you know, animal things on them. And they're quite the animals. Oh, yeah, they they're, are. When they get to like you. Yeah. They're quite
5: people. Yeah, these ones they? are.
0: Yeah, they're very cozy. Like they like to cuddle up to you and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, Brad and I. <laughs> they and, put
5: saddles on them and yeah, reindeer bells. We're,
0: we're not doing that, but we're going to no, We'll definitely have bells. And, all right, anyway, Mary, I got to go. And at the break,
3: I'll see if it's not storming. I'll be there.
0: All right, sounds good. Right, we'll get a picture together. Thanks, good Mary. Bye bye. All right, I got to take a break for some commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. That's the Guardian is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite Christmas store with all of the Christmas bling. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, I will say the store is looking very, very good right now. We got all our Christmas trees in as well. All the great uh, Christmas decor and bling in and uh, yeah, very excited. It looks it looks really, really good. So anyways, the the guys and gals and Young guys, everybody's done a great job down there and working hard to uh, to get it all out. And now we uh, now we get to enjoy it. Get to all the we're pretty lucky because most of the time we're dealing people coming in, buying a Christmas tree, help them pick it out, and things like that. So it's a, it's a lot of fun at this time of year. So if you're looking for uh, for a good tree and a stand, all that fun stuff, we got a little bit of that happening. Let's go to the phone line. We're gonna chat with Lou. Good morning, Lou.
5: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
0: Good, good. How are you doing?
5: Oh, great. Thanks. I have a question, Merle, about uh, a calla lily. I have a white one okay. that some, someone gave me. Um, it's in a pot. I had it outside all you know, summer, since yeah. August. Brought it in, um, and it was doing really good, uh, getting new leaves and everything. I kind of want to know... How do I keep it over, and can I, you know, get it to bloom again? Can I put it out in in the garden next year? Yeah, yeah you
0: should be able to. You just really got to watch, and when they come inside, is try and keep it in the brightest spot you can, and just don't overwater it. Um, that's okay. one of the biggest things people do when they bring those inside. Mm-hmm. Over the, And it'll start wilt down a little bit to tell you when to water it. And and let that happen. Like don't let it flop totally right over all the time. But if it droops a little bit, that's fine with those. Because especially at this time of year, because with the slow like the the less light in the days and the a little bit cooler, um, if they get too wet, it's really hard to bring them back from that. They'll rot quite easily.
5: Oh, okay, that's maybe my problem because I've been keeping it just sort of in low light, not really you know bright light. Okay, and now should I mist it? Like I was no.
0: Uh you don't really have to i would just uh i would just water it when you do water it if you if you're able to take it into the sink fill it right up a couple times let it let it drain through the bottom and then put it back up and and you're probably gonna depend on the size of pot you're gonna water it uh um, once a week or every two weeks or something like that.
5: Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. And so as far as uh, blooming, it'll just, like, bloom no, on its so own. I shouldn't uh, cut it back or no, anything. No, and
0: just peel off any of the dead leaves as as they go. And just and you can start feeding it, like a 15, 30, 15, something like that.
6: Okay. A higher yeah.
0: middle number, and that'll definitely help get the blooms going and get yeah. it into the light.
5: Okay, good, yeah, because the leaves, that seems to be what happens. I get one new leaf, and then for every new one, I get one that falls off and gets all yellow. And
0: that's quite normal at this time of year, especially with the less light, because if it's not getting enough light, its mother nature kicks in, and it's amazing with plants. Like, if it's not getting enough of something, its natural defense mechanism kicks in, and it'll shed its foliage. That's one of the first things a plant will do, like in the summertime in a drought um, the first thing a tree will do is is shed its leaves because it it's got to save its energy for its core of the plant. all right so and that and sometimes when we stress things out, but that's why I want you to dry it out in between mm-hmm. because it will make a big difference. And okay. it'll it'll help bloom too. So
5: sure. No, talking about drying out. I did read online that um, if I want it to rebloom, to you know, let it go, kind of bone dry. Yep. Is that a bad thing or a good no, thing?
0: No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, okay. You want to let it dry right out. Let it wilt a little bit. It's almost like putting it into stress. Okay. Because um, that forces, if something's a stressed out a little bit too, it thinks, hey, I need to regenerate. I need to re rebloom something. Right. So okay.
5: So should it bloom before like spring or No, it'll probably bloom. You
0: could you could see some blooms in February.
5: Ah, okay. Already. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks so much for your help. I love your show.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for oh, calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I'm gonna take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's talk gardening on seven seventy C H Q R. Again, I'd like to thank Brian for always the great themed music we get today, and uh, I'm sure you'll be able to guess what kind it is. I'm just going to take Bonnie, and then I'm going to go to Brad, the bird man. He's waiting patiently there, but Bonnie's been waiting a little bit longer, so I'm just going to go to her quick, and uh, then I'll be right to you, Brad, there. All right. Good morning, Bonnie.
7: Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. I have a question about my old lilac bush that keeps spreading and spreading. Yeah. I've controlled it by mowing around it, but I want to even make it a bit smaller. Is there, can I use Roundup on those suckers?
0: Um, not really. Your best is to get a good sharp uh, pruning. And uh, and you, do you have lots of deadwood in the center of it?
7: No, it's not too bad in the center.
0: Okay, because typically when they start suckering out, they're usually um, either lacking. Like, do you let your grass grow right up to the side yes. of it, or is it in a well?
7: No, it's grass. It's on yeah. the middle
0: of the lawn. Yeah, so what I would do is even if you cut a bit of a, like, a bed around it, maybe add a couple shrubs, like, if you can do that, like, cut a kidney-shaped bed or, or something okay. around it, Uh huh. and then add a couple other shrubs in there, maybe a couple evergreens of some sort, like maybe a juniper or a mugle pine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just add to the interest instead of try, trying to fight, because um, when it's doing it's probably stressed out a bit too, so it's suckered out because it's fighting with the grass for moisture. So I would cut out, like, a, a bigger bed for it and then add some couple other plants with it and then add some bark mulch and, and make it a feature. And okay. then you'll see it perform much better for you as well.
7: Okay. Can I also ask you a yes. question about my house plant? It's a I think it's called a malade?
0: Oh, yeah, bromeliad, Brum- yeah.
7: Yeah, and it's bloomed all summer, but now there's shoots coming out of it. How do I um, get rid of the old plants? Like the old plant won't bloom again, right?
0: No, it'll send out, um, and that's what you get those big, but I would just let it continue on until how big are the are the offshoots of it?
7: Uh, about uh, ten inches. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You you can pull them up and separate the thing, but I'd, I'd let it go a bit longer. Leave it. Let the mother plant look a little bit worn out a bit more, if unless it's already at that point. No,
7: it's no, it isn't. It's quite green. The mother plant. Yeah.
0: So what you can do is even separate it and then try and replant them both. Okay. And uh, and give that a shot. So just what I would do is maybe wait till about January. And just when our sun, the days start getting a little bit longer, and then do it at that point.
7: But the mother plant won't bloom again, right?
0: No, it, it can actually send oh. out, and it'll send out a couple more shoots and things like that, so. Oh, okay. All yeah.
7: Alrighty, thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and what, we got some time here. Right now we're going to go, we're going to chat with Brad, the birdman from down at Spruce It Up in the wild bird section. Good morning, Brad. Hey, how are you? Good, good. I don't hear the birds today. What's going on?
1: Yeah, I know. It's too cold. Start <laughs> to warm up though. Yeah.
0: No, and that's why we thought it was a good um time to do our our segment on uh, on birds as as this time of year, and especially with the amount of snow we have it, it is a little bit harder on them trying to find um good food for them, things like that. So, what what are we kind of recommending for for our bird friends at this time of year, Brad?
1: Uh, Again, yeah, you're totally right. With all that snow, they'll forage for sure, but it's just that much harder, and they're burning that much more energy when uh, it's that cold out. So we still recommend the sunflower kernel. That's just the sunflower seeds that are already shelled. Um, They have a super high oil content, and that helps keep the birds warm. Um, We also have another one called uh, Nutty Buffet, and that's just a mix of different nuts and they work the same way with a high oil content to help keep the birds warm and you should notice when you're feeding birds and people that do would notice that as the temperatures get cooler they would see more uh, feed being eaten because they need more so yeah it's a good idea to keep an eye on it um, and another thing that we're trying to get and we're having a bit of a hard time is finding some heated bird baths because people think oh, it's chilly out or it's cold out, the last thing they're going to be looking for is water, but it's the exact opposite.
0: Don't they know just to eat snow?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the dogs do, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, and they will. They will go down and get snow to a certain degree, but if there's water available, they'll know Like It could be minus 20, and they'll still go in there and bath.
0: And it's great to watch them. And I know last year I kept, and I don't live in the same house anymore, but I'm going to put another one of those water, basalt water fountain in the backyard where I had the water going... Um, and yep. I had it going right till February until it got that really, really cold or January. I never got to that minus 40. Then it, it, I couldn't keep it. The, the heat couldn't keep up. But I was just amazed at how much, how many birds came in there and, and got a drink and, and bathed off a little bit and they shake it all off. And I know there were stories of, of birds going in bird baths, and then they'd fly and they'd freeze on the bottom and, and then they'd be f- dropping out of the sky. I think that's a bit of a, a, yes. a bit of a myth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, they they need the water, like I said, the cooler. It's funny, but they need it more, and uh, that's why we have to find some heated bird bass, which we're working on right now. And, uh, yeah, again, um, another good popular one too are suet. Suet, they're like just a big chunk of more or less lard but has all the different seeds in them, whether it's peanuts or whether it's sunflower, and the birds really love those. And, again, the... The mix that they put with the seeds again is very high in oil content, and that's the most important thing, especially when you're approaching, you know, minus 15 and colder.
0: Oh, absolutely! And then if if and there's lots of and when you're birding, I, I just remember I know you you have the bird feeders going at Spruce it up, and and this fall like we had blue jays, we have the yellow finches, the blue finch. So when you do feed, you you do get treated with um, some different birds that maybe not necessarily will stop in your place and, and visit. Yeah. A
1: hundred percent. If you like this year, yeah. Like we had God blue jays, all kinds of woodpeckers, the downies, the pelated, uh, the Northern flickers. Um, we had white breasted and red breasted nuthatches. um, all kinds of different sparrows, which everyone has, but there are some really beautiful sparrows. People just might not see them all the time because they just think of sparrow as a sparrow. Yeah. Um, we had redpolls, um, evening grosbeak, pine grosbeak, house finches, uh, chickadees, uh, pine siskins, and I mean, and they're all beautiful, and they all make different sounds, and it's it's quite nice. A lot of people, like I hear customers talk about it all the time, if they're on a warmer morning or whatever. But if they're out sitting and having a coffee or something, just listening to the birds,
0: yeah, there's nothing better, right? Like you're yeah. you're enjoying Mother Nature, and uh, and get to hear it, and and. And I know Michelle, who works. at, So she was talking about she has still hers that she attaches to the her deck railing, and it's like watching reality TV, right? You get to watch it out there, and they get to, they stop in they, yeah, and do that. Yeah. And I just had someone text in, and this is a good one. If, if and if you if you're not able to find the heated bird bath, is that they had the heated pet bowls. You just got to watch you don't fill them too deep, yeah, and yeah. and and try and get as big as possible um so definitely those the heated water pet bowls were good just watch that you don't fill it right to the top where it's two or three inches deep you just sort of want want an inch inch deep yeah otherwise then you are causing chaos for them They get in there and it's a little bit too deep for them and
1: right and uh the thing is when you get some of the heated bird baths are pretty high so if you don't if you go a bit too high it's they can't even perch on this side to get a drink yeah, because it's not, But then if they jump in and it's too deep, yeah. So like you say, if you follow the rule of about one inch, you're generally fine.
0: Yeah, I know. And most birds, sparrows, all the ones, the little ones, whatever ones that are coming into your yard will be fine in, in that type of depth. Hey, Brad, I'm just going to be on hold one second and take a quick break, and then we'll come back and finish off with a couple of the gift ideas for people. Sounds good. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Back to let's talk gardening. Got another text from Marilyn. Merle, I put a stone in the middle of my dog dish so the little birds can sit on it. That's a great idea. Again, always appreciate the the tips from our listeners. They always have lots of contributions and uh, and uh, so thank you, Marilyn, for that. That's a, that's a great one. Hey, Brad, just add yeah. rock in there if you if you have something that's a little too deep.
1: Yeah, for sure, totally. Just uh, some people even put a few along just so they can you know, <clears throat> trot all around it. And and plus, it
0: uh, looks a little better, too, I think. And it
1: looks nicer, yep, yeah, for
0: sure. Absolutely. So, and a lot of the birdhouse that we have, we have uh, local guys. We have a couple guys just on the east side of Calgary. They make all of our birdhouses. Not all of them, but they make a good portion. And the ones that have all the funny faces and they look like moose and and whatever else, what other kinds do you have coming in this year?
1: Um, well, yeah, the, the, the gentleman you're talking about, he makes them all out of uh, pure cedar. Yeah. And the one bird houses that they sell really well are like you say, they have they they're they're the face of a different animal. So we have like moose, reindeer, uh something that looks like a bear, wolf, cow, dogs. They look really neat. Um once people see them they kind of are drawn towards them. And then we they also but, make some nice
0: But they're also here. but they're um, also like like they're not just decorative. Like they have the proper holes in them, oh, like yeah. they're, which is Only important functional. for your for your if you're getting a birdhouse, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you want the right size of hole so the bird that goes in there <clears throat> is safe from predators. So a bird, like say a chickadee, will not go into any nesting situation where the hole is too big, just for safety reasons alone.
0: Yeah, and then I got a question here. It says, during the summer, I have been hesitant to feed the birds as I worry what they will do to my garden fruits and veggies. What's the crossover effect?
1: Um, If you're feeding a proper seed like sunflower kernel or a nut mix of some sort, they will stick to the seed. They won't bug your fruits and vegetables. Um, The only thing you might find is... If you have hummingbird feeders and stuff, they will go to certain flowers and, and all that, but they don't hurt nothing. They, they actually help. So, But as far as birds going down and uh, the songbirds and whatnot, they will not go after your fruits and vegetables.
0: Okay, and then one more here. I got And magpies taking over.
1: <clears throat> the, the biggest thing with magpies taking over is the type of feeder you use. So if you're feeding peanuts that are sh- with shells, and I, a lot of people have these peanut rings. Yep. And they're very neat. They're very cool when the Blue Jays get there. But it takes literally um, a magpie about thirty seconds. Is what they do is they hang off the bottom of it and use their feet to spread it, and all the peanuts fall out, <laughs> and then they scoop them up in a heartbeat. So smart, they're smart. Those ones. Yeah. Oh, they're very. <clears throat> they're a beautiful bird. They're just yeah, like you say, people get annoyed with them. But yeah, if you're going to have, if you have lots of egg poisoning areas, I would recommend do, using a feeder um, that they they won't navigate to because they, they won't typically hang off a peanut feeder um, with the little like quarter inch square holes to eat where like a downy woodpecker would be on there all day. So if you do feeders like that, they will c- come by figure out that they can't get any food, and then they leave. That's when you use the big peanut feeders that hold the whole peanut, so you have problems.
0: Okay, and so what other, like we have a few different feeders, and then we have one that's sort of called the squirrel buster that spins the squirrel off, or whatever, if he tries to get up there.
1: Yeah, that one there, it's based on weight, so the birds can land on the perches and eat all day. If a squirrel jumps on it, his weight pulls the ports closed. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it just works with gravity and it, and then they move on too. They'll try for a while, because they're they don't give up easily, but once they realize they're not getting in there, yeah, they they, uh, they move on. And they're fully guaranteed for the life you own it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, they're yeah. good quality. Like those ones, when you hold them, like they have a little bit of weight yeah. to them. They're decent. They're they're a good quality bird feeder. Anyways, yeah. thanks, Brad, for calling in, and uh, I gotta take off for another break here. But um, no so you're fully stocked with all your bird seed and everything for people for the for the winter season, Brad.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And we're just like I said, we're trist trying to source some bird bath heaters, which we hopefully will find
0: this week. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, okay. Brad. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, Brad also will be down uh, in the tree lot with his uh, crew of young guys there and uh, doing fresh cuts and uh, helping you pick out your Christmas tree and all that fun stuff. So at this time of year, and I might as well take a break, and then when I get back, I'll go to Louise and Mel after the break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone line and we're going to chat with Louise. Good morning, Louise.
8: Good morning, Merle.
0: How are you doing today?
8: Pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I'm pretty good. Nice sunny day. It's it warm is. up. Lovely. Yeah, enjoyed cool.
8: the segment on the birds.
0: Yeah, no, it's always good. And and it is amazing Like when you feed a good quality bird feed. And the birds you get, I, I always, we have ours just over by the perennial house. And I love going in that little corner, just hang out there once in a while and check emails or do whatever and, and just watch the different birds come. And uh, it, it's pretty cool.
8: I know, right? I also, if you, if you if you feed them, they will come.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> How can I help you?
8: So I brought in my geraniums. Okay. Um, and they're... Doing really well. They're actually still blooming. Okay, but I'm I can't remember the rhyme. let to go dormant for a while, aren't well, you?
0: Before you, well, it depends what you want to do with them. You don't have to. You can keep them as a house plant as well. This throughout the winter. Yeah, just keep them in a in a brighter spot. Um, I like to pinch them off a bit because they will get leggy on you.
7: Okay,
0: so if they're not leggy yet, you can leave them for a bit um, until we get a bit more sun sunlight going on with the longer days but just if you just break off where there's no blooms if you just break off a half inch or something off each one that'll help thicken it up and then it'll also produce new growth so in february you'll get a fair good push of new growth and that's typically when we used to start taking all our geranium cuttings so if you want to reproduce a few it's, it's real easy to do like even if you get an egg carton, fill it with soil, or if you come in, you can get uh, the plastic trays with the little nanodome. Put a little bit of soil in there, a little bit of rooting hormone, and and they reproduce really quite easy. Okay, so,
8: nice. Yeah. And when do I start feeding
0: them? Um, w- w- when you you'll start. You can start in about the end of mid February to the end of February. You can start doing cuttings.
8: Oh, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and now no. I have a I have a begonia root as well in a bag, and I haven't done that before. Is it too cold for it to be in the garage? Shall we bring it? Yeah, in the house?
0: those. Well, if it's unheated, um, if it's getting below zero, you got to watch the begonia bulbs are not very hardy. They can turn to mush pretty easy. Oh, Okay. But keep them in a cool, dark, dry place as as best you can. Like even in the basement, somewhere cool, um, something like that. Or if it's in a box in the garage with a whole bunch of peat moss or coco moss or something, it it should be okay. Okay. Um, But some of the more summer, like the dahlias and the begonias and some of those aren't as hardy as uh, like a tulip bulb or some of those hardy um, fall bulbs that we plant, so...
8: Okay. So I, and I did It's just in a paper bag. There is no soil
0: or anything in it. Should I put a little bit of like the peat, peat moss? Or? Yeah. A little bit of just peat moss or cocoa moss or something like that. Or even if you just have a good soilless mix, like a good bag of potting soil,
2: Yeah,
0: you can just store it in that. That's basically, basically peat moss and okay. or, or cocoa moss depends what brand you have. Excellent. And uh, yeah, just keep it in a cool place. Um, you can even, with those, I, I would recommend getting some Bordeaux, even the, the, the sulfur, um, the garden sulfur, just to yeah. sprinkle it, like just put a little bit in a bag and sort of like do the shake and bake. Okay. And, uh, get a little bit of that on there cause they are fairly susceptible to fungus and stuff like that. So. Okay. And do I pot
8: it in February as well?
0: Um, February, Mar- let's, let me think, probably more beginning of March. Yeah, end of okay. February, beginning of March, you can do that. You don't want to go too soon.
8: Okay, and bring them into the light right away?
0: Yep, yep. You right can plant it? them, and okay. yep, away you go.
8: All right, awesome.
0: Thank you, and good luck with that. It's always good to, because the geraniums will look good. They're, they make it a nice house plant, because then you actually they give do. you some spring color in the house throughout the winter, so.
8: Exactly, yeah, it's, it's it's nice having them in this year. I'm really enjoying
0: it. Yep, just keep feeding them, and uh, like 15, 30, 15, or 20, 20, 20, and you'll be great.
8: Awesome. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. Carol. You're very All welcome. Right. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. All right. And I got Mel and she has uh he or she has a geranium question as well.
9: Uh, thank you for taking my call. No worries. Yeah. How you doing, Mel? Good. Um, I have two questions. Um, I'm 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 not a, a very good green thumb gardener. Okay. But I do like to uh mm, Macaroni. Absolutely, no. We um, all do,
0: and we all learn from our mistakes. Yeah. So,
9: last summer I bought a a geranium. I bought lots of geraniums, but I went, bought one geranium last summer. It's called the Red Fox Savannah Coral. Yeah, and it's a gorgeous flower. Yep. Yeah. So I decided this year to bring it inside, uh, having it been out all summer, and uh, it's doing quite well. Lots of green growth. Yep. Yeah no flowers, uh, which I don't expect, and um, I'm wondering how uh, um, about, uh, you can overwater. water geraniums. Absolutely, geraniums,
0: especially in the wintertime, you want to run them really dry. Do I? Yeah, you want to let them dry out really well in between watering, so water them probably every two, did you transplant them into a new pot when you brought them in? No, I had them in, in pots hole. Yeah, so I would probably uh, look at doing it. Hey, Mel, I'm just going to put you on hold, and then okay. we'll take a break, and then I'll come back, then I can answer it a little bit more thoroughly, okay? Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Mel. All right, I'm going to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me too, the phone lines will be wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Right now I'm going to finish up with Mel, and then we're going to go to uh, Chris of uh, What's Hot in the Christmas Tree Lot there. Let's go to that. Good morning, Mel. Welcome morning. back.
9: Um, I... I uh I forgot what you told yeah, me about I would, I, watering geranium.
0: Yeah, so we really want to let them dry out really well in between watering, especially through the winter, especially through, like, December, January, yeah. February. And I would recommend that you transplant that plant. It's probably used up m- all of the good soil nutrients in there. Oh,
9: okay.
0: So I'd recommend, like, what size pot is it in right now?
9: I would say a 10-inch. Okay, so that's f-
0: in just the one plant, or is there yeah, other just stuff? just the one. Okay, so that's a fairly good size pot in it. So it might not need, maybe see if you can pop it out, but what I would do is uh, is if you can pull out of the pot and then just shake some of the soil away from it, like break apart the roots a bit, Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just add in some new fresh soil for it. Okay. And uh, and then just continue to feed it sort of once a month with the 15-30-15, and, uh, and then you should be going... You should be good, and if, and uh, you sh- around February, you can start. If you want to take some cuttings, you can do that as well.
9: I see. Okay. All right. That's good. Can I ask one more? Y- yes, by all means. Um, I have a point setter yep. t- from last Christmas that I've taken <laughs> through the summer and had it outside and brought it back in, and, hit, hit, and it's doing pretty well. And some of the leaves are starting to turn red. Well, well um, that's good. Yeah, now, does it take a long time for the whole thing to become red? Or, yeah, no, it you should it start, it,
0: it really depends on the light, and they do need that sort of 8 light, 8 dark, 8 light, and or, or yeah. sorry, 12 dark, 12 light, 12 yeah. light. If you can do that as much as possible, so you must have fairly consistent lighting, maybe you go to bed at the same time most nights, and yeah. and so that makes a big difference, and it helps... Um, keep them because it follows the cycle of the of the sun and the moon, yeah. and and so it, that triggers the blooming. So yeah. uh, it sounds like you're probably fairly consistent on on when you turn off the lights in the yeah. house. And
9: the, yeah, the problem I have is that I have a small window. Yep. That they get the sunlight in, and I turn. I usually turn the, the pot. I give it a half turn every other day. Yep. No, because that doesn't want to hurt it. catch the south sun in the morning and afternoon.
0: Yep. And then I would even even at nighttime maybe move it away from the from the window just to uh so it doesn't get any of the outdoor lights or if there's a street light or headlights. Oh, and, I
9: see. Okay.
0: Yeah, but if you're starting to change it'll start it should start changing fairly quick for you.
9: And do I do I fertilize it?
0: Yeah, you could feed it the 15, 30, 15 as well.
9: Okay. All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Mel. Bye bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Now I'm going to go down. We're going to chat with Chris. Good morning, Chris. Good
10: morning, Merle.
0: How are you doing today?
10: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, good. So good. you're pumping out lots of uh, sort of the new one this year is the those big gnomes. The gnomes. The gnomes. I am the queen
10: of gnomes. There yeah. you are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're almost as tall as them.
10: <laughs> my nose is almost as big too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nope, they're very popular. They're uh, I can't keep up, but they're they're, they're really cute.
0: Yeah, know in the Grinch trees and yeah. lots of great arrangements and all that other fun stuff through your outdoor pots.
10: Yeah, we got some garlands homemade handmade garlands and swags for the doors and, yeah, a little bit of everything for everybody.
0: Yeah, and uh, and lots of, uh, we have lots of the fresh-cut trees are all in.
10: Trees are awesome. Smells amazing coming in. And all the boughs and all the pine cones.
0: Yeah, uh, you'll notice it today a bit more, too, and so you get the warmer weather. And it the, warms
7: up, you bet, yeah. The
0: fragrance will come out, and especially with all the fresh cuts going on. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and as far when you get into the greenhouse, so what are some of the plants people can expect to find at uh, at your local garden center for the Christmas season?
10: Yeah, so excuse me, um, we have the zygote cactuses, the poinsettias, the amaryllis, which uh, basically all kind of need the lower light, less light during the the day and the cooler temperatures in order to flower. So like the zygo cactus, um, everyone probably knows them as Thanksgiving cactus or Christmas cactus yep. or Easter cactus, but uh, basically uh, the most important factor for those guys to set their flowers is they need the cool temps, like around 16 to 18 Celsius uh, during the day and 7 at night, um, and that helps the flowers last longer. And then they also need the, the, the less light in order to put the flowers on.
6: Yeah, yeah, no,
0: and 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 it is all those things that trigger plants to either bloom at certain times of year, and uh, in chatting with Mel about his poinsettia, like trying yeah. to get it bloom at a certain time, so a lot of times people have to put it into a closet and uh, and bring it out 12 hours of darkness, 12 yeah. hours of light, things yeah, like that. Yeah, basically when
10: days are short and the temps are low, yeah. that's when you get these guys, these beautiful guys to flower. Um, yeah.
0: And, uh, and of course, the amaryllis.
10: Amaryllis uh, as well, yeah. So usually when you plant your bulb, it takes about 7 to 10 weeks uh, for the bulb to produce its flower. Um, sometimes you'll get the leaves, sometimes you'll just get the stem.
0: Yeah, I did uh, one in in the water this year at home. I just yeah. I put it in one of those uh, water vases where the yeah. roots just touch the water. Actually getting two or three leaves and two big blooms Thanks. are just starting. The stems have started, so I'm going to get a couple, a double batch of uh of blooms on it, which are... Yeah. They're one of my favorite. The thing is, because they're, they're so... Fun they're pure color too like when you get the red it's that pure red and the white is white and
10: and they can't get anything easier like I buy one for my dad every every November just it's so exciting for them to watch them grow because they they just grow in front of your eyes like crazy and you could grow like three or four inches in a day and then you get these beautiful blooms and there's not much care for for somebody who doesn't know much about plants and they get to enjoy
0: it yeah and the wax ones you don't have to do anything
10: nothing yeah just let her go yeah, the bigger the bald, the bigger the bald, it typically means the more flowers you're going to get. So I got my dad's, uh, I can't remember the name now. Big jumbo one? Yeah, the big jumbo one, and he has probably eight massive red wow. two-wheeler flowers on his. Yeah, so it's pretty spectacular.
0: Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah. when you are doing your, your outdoor arrangements, what do you what do you recommend for people to keep them nice and fresh so they last throughout the season?
10: So my... my Theory is uh, just using your dirt. Um, usually, if you buy buy your greens the day before you're going to do it, or in the in the beginning of the day, cut cut all your ends, stick them in a bucket of water. That opens up the xylem, and so that they can lift up the water to them and drink it all up, so they ha- they're hydrated. And then once, make sure your dirt is really uh, compacted well, so it'll hold on to your branches. Uh, give your branch another cut to come in, and then use your water to water in your soil. And if we're lucky, which we have been in the last uh, week or so, we want it to freeze. And once it's frozen solid, you're you're good to go. And then add in your wilt-proof at the end, which is like a lip balm for the branches. You're you're looking.
0: Yeah, so that uh, you're soaking all your foliage with that.
10: Mhm. So you wanna you wanna spray it on until it's dripping off, and it's like a lip balm for our lips on the branches, and it stops. This stops them from drying out from our dry winds and, and our dry air. And we should be
0: getting air. more of that in tomorrow or hopefully Monday or Tuesday. I know there's yeah. a it, – it's getting harder and harder for us in Canada for some of these products that are like made for like Western Canada to keep finding them because we just don't have the population and the sales of so the big companies – um and that's why when you're supporting your independent garden center you'll keep these products in the market because if you're always going to the box store and buying this yeah. stuff they don't buy these p- specific products because they just don't know about it they don't yeah they don't, they don't know what it's for they don't know, yeah. and they don't care like <laughs> yeah, it they is, don't it's care. it's not in their in their margin sheet or whatever they're doing that that the guy selling the hardware screws says hey but, but, when you support your local independent garden centers or independent stores, it keeps these products on the shelf, and so it's really important, and we appreciate it, and the other garden centers I know do as well mm-hmm. um, but it makes it harder we're finding it harder and harder to keep these products in stock because they're just not they're not selling them anymore because they just um less demand and right. and things like that, and then it's uh, it, it's been a tough go. I know, especially this season, and and going into spring, finding some of these
10: specific a, products,
0: yeah. absolutely. So maybe
10: we need to spruce it up, wilt proof.
0: There we go.
6: I have to, to add to, to our that. list. All right.
10: <laughs> yeah, and then of course the poinsettias, uh, which I'm sure everyone knows are native to Mexico. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been there uh, when they're all flowering in December. Some of them can grow up to 16 feet. Yeah. On the mountainsides, it's all just a crimson color. Mountainsides. Um, they're beautiful, and I, this is I learned. I learned this a little while ago about um, the reason why they're the <laughs> Christmas flower. Well, of course they flower in December, but yep. I guess the missionaries uh, went to Mexico and because they were there during, they used them as their Christmas season uh, flowers for their ceremonies. Yeah, and then blooming late,
0: at that time, yeah,
10: because they were blooming in the red, and they they looked at the flowers and they looked kind of like the star of of. Uh, you know Bethlehem, and so that kind of made them think that they would use it. And then later on, um, it was introduced to America by a botanist named Joel Poinsett, which is why they call it the Poinsettia. Yeah, I didn't the,
0: know that. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. No, love the love seeing the poinsettias. that like you said, they they work like a spirea when you see them in the yeah. in the smaller towns in in Mexico. They're just growing like a like a hedge or whatever. Yeah. they use them as a as a regular shrub outside, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah.
10: Six hours hours bright, not direct light. Again, they prefer the cooler temperatures. That helps the colors be more vibrant. Don't keep
0: them too wet. They like to dry. And don't
10: keep them wet. Make sure you take your foil liner off. I know it looks pretty, but take it off when you water it and make sure the water can drain right through. Absolutely. And uh, then put it back on. If it's heavy and wet... Leave it alone. That's one of the main ways to kill your point
0: is to overwater. Yeah, they they do not like that one bit. They
10: don't.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, so yeah. lots of lots of stuff to uh spruce lots up your stuff. holiday home and all that fun stuff. So Yeah. and uh, if you need to find Chris, she's hiding usually in the back of the greenhouse right my now. In the back gnome yeah.
10: corner, yeah. In
0: the no back in the <laughs> gnome corner. The gnome factory. <laughs> awesome. Well thanks, okay. Chris. Yep.
10: All bye.
0: right. Bye bye. All right. And that's uh Chris Archibald from Spruce It Up. She's uh, working always down either in the tree lot or in the gnome factory as well. But right now I'm going to take a quick break and we get back. I'm going to chat with Carolyn. She's going to want to know a little bit about a lemon tree. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calrie's favorite Christmas store with all the Christmas bling you'll ever need. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And, uh, and someone had mentioned regarding the bird feeders as well about how, uh, where is it, where is it, about raccoons and does anybody have any idea how to keep them out? Because there we talked about magpies being tenacious. Those raccoons, I think they're uh, a step above the the magpies. I've seen, watch shows on, I don't know if you ever remember watching Billy the Exterminator when he was on TV. That was, they always had always the issues with either raccoons or crocodiles, but raccoons are moving up here. I think it'll be a while before crocodiles move up here, Um, but uh, raccoons are starting to move into our area, so anyways, um, any ideas on how to keep those? Uh, critters out of our out of our uh bird feeders is a great one. And I don't have a name here but I got a great little message. It says Merry Christmas 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 to all the crews at 770 and spruce it up and a cute little picture of some little they look like little chocolate mice. They look very good. Anyway, so thank you and uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn.
11: Oh, good morning, Merle. How are you?
0: Good, good. How can I help you?
11: Um, Well, I got a lemon tree last year, and um, it's a Meyer lemon tree. And um, it had lots of flowers, and eventually the flowers dropped, and I, I've got maybe half a dozen lemons, and they're all nice and ripe now. They're turning yellow real good. I'm just wondering, when do I pick them? Should I pick them? Should I let them no, fall No, you, you
0: let them ripen on the on the vine, on the branch. And I read that a couple of weeks ago. I, w- I thought maybe I'd take them off early and then, and then do it. But I think you leave them until they're nice and ripe on the branch, and then pick them off when they just feel, you know, feel them. They'll be putting me a little bit, like they would be in the store ready to go. That's when you pick like them. Just like soft as if you yep. like, not yep. soft, soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
11: All right. Okay, I was
0: wondering the same thing. Did you leave yours inside all all yes, summer? Yes,
11: I did. I, well, out here in Vernon, it sometimes just gets so hot that I was, and, and dry, that I was yep. pretty worried about it. And the thing is, I wasn't here all the time. And so, did yeah. Did you
0: also, did you help, like, with the uh, fertilization, like, uh, like, to, when the, when it was blooming, the, did you help pollination?
11: No, I didn't. I just let them go ahead and awesome. do their thing. And, and that was fine because, they, you know, I did get enough, I got, like, I say, half a dozen lemons. I maybe could have gotten more if I'd done the pollination thing. I yeah. don't
0: know. Yeah, I put mine outside, and man, oh, man, did it make a difference. And I, my, in my on my deck, it's probably not quite as hot, but it's south-facing, really quite warm, and it just loved it. It just got so many blooms. And then just with the bees and everything outside, I got lots of pollination. But I probably got about two big lemons, and then I got about 20 little ones. But I did lose about half of them already. They, they're they dropping off. And I guess that's fairly normal. So,
11: Well, maybe the weight of them, too, just on the... You yeah, know.
0: these are all still pretty small. Like they're just the size of a pea, maybe a little bit bigger now. But that's when they started falling off, and I've lost about half or 3 Yeah, qu- well, I did,
11: I did lose some that size, but the ones I've got now are about... I don't know, maybe an inch, an That's inch size of a golf ball, maybe bigger.
0: Yeah, and they're already starting to turn yellow.
11: Oh, they're really yellow. Oh, awesome. Like they're, they're bright, so they're
0: probably the, it's a Myers lemon. Then it's a small, yes. yeah, nice. Yeah. So you're just and, in ready, just in time for some Christmas cocktails, maybe. Oh,
11: for sure. Yeah, go, go for that. Eh? Awesome. Uh, yeah, and this the other question is now, how do I get it to start making flowers again?
0: Um, just nesting? do, and they do like the more of an evergreen food. They you feed them like with a thirty ten ten. Um, but don't feed it a ton right now. Let it go through this blooming cycle and, and the fruit cycle. But it, it is such a long cycle, but feed them once a month, 30-10-10, okay. and, and then just do what you've been doing. Like, that's it. Keep them as bright light as possible, um, not right in the window, especially if it get, if you're, it's a southward but a little bit away from a window, and, and you should be good.
11: All right. Okay, that sounds real good. Awesome. Okay, thank great you very much. Have your... a nice... Christmas
0: holiday season. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. Thanks, Carolyn. Bye Bye-bye. bye. <coughs> Excuse me. And where are we at? I'm going to go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce.
4: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good, good. How are you doing?
4: Oh, I'm just wonderful. It's like uh plus whatever out here.
0: Yeah, it's warm already. I, I oh, they got cartoons on one thing and then the yep. other news on the other. I've changed the station to the to the weather <laughs> station. I my cartoon time is over. So uh. <laughs> Um, there you go. Yeah, so what's up?
4: Heated Bird Bath. <coughs> yeah. I don't know the name of this store. I know how to get there, but I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, that one's moved, though. I don't did know. It? Yeah. Where'd I, did it I, move? I'm not sure. I got to find out where it went to. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they did move. They used to be on, uh, on McLeod Trail, but they've moved somewhere else. And, uh, I
4: wonder where they hit on
0: us. Yeah, so I'm not sure. But I was just actually, Zoe, who does our buying, she just texted me and says, Merle, I'm on it. Um, she's yeah. hoping to have the, the bird baths in this week. So um, Yeah, because I was
4: surprised one time when I went in the store, there's a heated bird bath, and I thought, what?
0: Yeah, no, we've had them numerous times, but the company, we were dealing with Sun Country, uh, another one of the um, bird sea guys, and they would have them, but then they've... They've gone out of business, and they're concentrated on another part of their business. They're, they're focusing on electric cars or something. Oh, so, well, and some I know other that things. store
4: was overloaded,
0: so yeah. they had
4: to expand.
0: Yeah, so I think they did move to a bigger spot, so, oh, darn. so I'm not too sure. But I know we have lots of the lo- the loyal bird-feeding people in Calgary, man, oh, man, it's... It, it's uh, it's quite a community and yeah. And, yeah. and 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 I think same with them and most of the places that like you bring in a good quality bird seed and you don't get the mess and that's the best thing so you're not buying the junky seed yeah. that ends up being on the ground and he grows all the all the the plants and that underneath your bird feeder. You don't want that. You want. I don't want that... it
4: either, but the sparrows do
0: it. Yeah, but if you're feeding them like those shelled um, sunflower and those things, you get none of that because the birds eat everything. There's nothing left. That's so, true. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so don't be cheap I shelled. Exactly. <laughs> there you go, Joyce. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how to find that bird story without the name.
0: Yeah, I'm not too sure either. I'll see if I can Google it. Yeah. All right.
6: <laughs> okay, thanks, all Have a good day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to take a break. For the news, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. This is my December.
6: This
7: is my
0: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we got uh, old St.
2: Nick up here. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, good morning, Merle. Thanks for doing this program, by the way. No,
0: love doing it. Look forward to it Sunday. I have to think a little bit more once we get into December and January and February as the gardening topics get a little bit lighter, and I have to try and uh, dig a little deeper here and there. But uh, and I appreciate it when everyone calls in as well. It makes It makes it much easier for me. So.
2: I'll keep you on your toes. Man. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Good
2: stuff. Yeah, Merle, just a, a silly question for you. Just as far as how to care for a Christmas cactus over yep. the winter season. Um, no, is there any merit to, uh, to adding a little bit of liquid fertilizer to it? Um, like, it's, my mind is just starting to bud. Uh, but I thought I was told that um, it's not really worth fertilizing any plants over the fall and winter season.
0: So. Um, no, actually, it, it's still... And a lot of times with your, uh, especially the Christmas cactus and, and those type of plants, they're fairly root-bound, so it definitely doesn't hurt to, to feed them. And again, with the blooming, I would do like the 15, 30, 15, um, something like that, a blooming food. I wouldn't do it too much. Like once a month, there's lots. Um, it's more important um, with, the, with the Christmas cactus is just... Don't let it dry out too much, and again, not too wet when it's blooming, and uh, and you want to keep it in a, a little bit of a cooler spot, because then it'll, if you get in too hot of a area, it, the blooms will will go out pretty quick, and you end up losing them a lot quicker, so...
2: I see. Yeah. No. Thankfully, it is on a northern exposure. Perfect. So I've, I've got that. But uh, yeah. Um, but no. That's thanks for also for the heads up. You're saying to not really get it too wet. during no, The uh, blooming season. No.
0: No. Because you'll find that your blooms will just fall off. Let it just dry out nicely between waterings, and the, but give it a good thorough watering when you do water. And that's with most of your plants. Like that's. I don't really have a different watering method for any of my plants. I I kind of let them all dry out in between waterings. Uh, maybe my succulents, I'll let them go a little bit longer, but most of my, like I have a fiddlehead fig and I have a couple other ficus and those are usually pretty um, uh, fragile or they tend to like losing leaves, but I just let them dry in between waterings and then when I water them, I give them a good water. I try and get most of the root ball moist and then let it dry out again, leave it for a couple of weeks. And oh. then water it
2: again. Uh-huh. So as far as maybe this concept of a pre-watering, I thought I heard something last week. I didn't catch the whole thing, which is why I'm phoning today. Uh, about you know, if you are going to fertilize, just to maybe uh, absolutely water it a little bit first, just to. Yep.
0: I water it thoroughly first, and then just then just add the fertilizer. That way, your fertilizer doesn't get wasted either. So then you can pour in your cup of fertilizer into the thing. But just make sure you have it mixed properly. And that's totally true because if you dump it in when it's dry, most of it will just flow right through and you'll lose most of your fertilizer. So even in the summertime, like out in your summer pots, trees and shrubs, we always recommend water everything first and then fertilize.
2: Hey, you learn something new every day. I did not even think of that until you just said so. so
0: that's yeah, good. no, it makes a big difference. It, it, like you said, if you if you are dumping in when it's truly dry, you know this is going to lose most of your fertilizer. And depending what fertilizer you're using, you can also burn if you have it mixed a little bit too strong. You can burn the roots in that if it if it's if you're fertilizing a dry plant.
2: Right, certainly, great. So, well, no, that's the exact advice I'm looking for, Merle. Thanks Perfect. for your time.
0: Thanks, Nick. Appreciate Cheers. it. Take care. Bye, bye. And if you'd like to give me a shout. Phone lines are wide open now, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, if you have any pictures of any of your Christmas cactus or amaryllis going, things like that, I'd love to uh, love to see it. And the and, the, and the, I got a couple of texts. The Wild Bird Store has moved to 5901 3rd Street Southeast. And uh, they also mentioned they have a bird cam that'd be kind of cool. And uh, I know with all the the wireless security systems and all that, I know our neighbor um, he had in the summertime we had the robins bloom or robins were hatching, and he did a a community webcam for all of us to look on his uh, on the on our community Facebook page, and he had the as these robins hatched, which was kind of cool. So. That is all possible and uh, and definitely worthwhile. It's always fun watching Mother Nature, and uh, and do those things. Like right now, I I mentioned to you, I'm kind of hooked on this big cats thing, uh, of all the different uh, prides of all the all the different lions out in uh, in Africa. They how they coincide and protect their their area and all that kind of fun thing so I wanted to just chat a little bit about um, Christmas gift ideas I know we get a lot of people coming in um, and looking for something to get for their for that gardening person um, one of the easiest things is always a gift card is uh, that always works well garden tools people always want it, like a nice pair of pruners um, this hand pruners are great because sometimes they maybe won't spend they'll buy the Little cheapy cheapies just for themselves. Some people don't want to spend a little extra on themselves. But once you have a nice pair of uh, of nice pruners, it, it does make a big difference. And you're making the proper cuts. You're not tearing tearing the plants, things like that. Lots of good books too. And that's one thing I I enjoy is uh, looking through some good gardening books. It is a little bit tougher to find them, um, for Calgary, uh, in our area. I know the. The Calgary Hort Society. If you if you join them, you get the the newsletter, and uh, and to them I did like when they when they still produce the book that you can stop by and pick up, um, and it it it's this neat. I I prefer the the book than the online thing. It's just it's nicer to have that. Um, little, it's just nice to sit out in the garden and read and and do that. And it's always kind of cool. So I got a great, a great pick, and this is actually of a gorgeous Christmas cactus along with an aloe vera. And the thing is, this blooming like mad, and it has the purple leaves as well. Because so that's it's right out in the full sun. And when I see that, that's uh, tell me that. And then I also had another question earlier. Some about transplanting an aloe vera, and I missed that. I just remembered seeing it. I'll find that at the break, and then I'll go to that. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. Again, if you'd like to join me, there's some spots. i got Lynn on the line, but if you'd like to join me, there's a few spots. 403-974-8255 or out of town, 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines and I'm going to chat with Lynn. Good morning, Lynn.
6: Yes, good morning, Merle.
0: How can I help you?
6: Well, I have, I'm have. i looking at trees. I'm thinking of planting a tree next spring. Okay. And I'm kind of looking at the Korean maple. <clears throat> and I was looking at the buckeye. Now the buckeye says it's 26 feet. Might but be.
0: really slow growing, though. Like when you read those... Um, sometimes the descriptions Uh in Calgary take about 25% off and it's going to take 50 years to get that big. (laughs) I'll be honest. Like they're a slow (laughs) grower, beautiful tree though. Like there is some in Kensington that are in the 2530. Um, there's a couple in some of the older parks. I know down in bonus Park they had some big Ohio Buckeyes. Um, I've seen a few of them around, um, a Memorial drive sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but they any like even like the ohio buckeye any of the maples those real hardwood trees like they right? they're slow grown in calgary and they don't like you, you won't see one 50 feet high here like it is still oh no well,
6: oh so. they the one they they i'm in lethbridge but we get it out at our garden yep. shop here yeah and uh so they've got the armor, which said 15 feet, yep. but the royal crown or the Korean maple. And I thought, well, I like the maple. The,
0: the Korean maple is gorgeous and you get gorgeous fall colors. Um, they're not a real big, big tree though. So they're more of a a focal point tree that you put out in front a bit more. Perfect. Yeah. And they're, Perfect. I love using them. I've used them in a few different landscapes because they just give you that pop And then once September hits, man, they're gorgeous, gorgeous trees. And they they have the true maple, sort of like the Japanese maple that aren't hardy for our area, but the Korean has the same leaf structure, um, but are hardy for our area. And and especially in Lethbridge, you'll be fine. And they're, like I said, they're a gorgeous tree. Um, but. Sort of plant them within a theme, like if you have that and maybe a couple of buddha or some sort of, you know, they trade a garden for them because yes. they, they, if you have too much stuff, they'll kind of get hidden on you a bit. Okay. But they're, they're a great focal point tree. I love using them, and I put them in, actually, one of the designs we just did, I put them around a pond. I put three of them um, oh, sort of on their own. Yeah, they're going to be just nice focal point trees, so... That's, perfect. Yeah. Well, For yeah. my
6: little yard, that sounds perfect, and I already have some other plants in the front yard with just chips around. And then I thought it could be kind of in the middle.
0: Yeah. With no, the other things beside, yeah, they're, they're they're great. Like I said, just a, don't crowd them. Um, right. Give them this. Let them shine because they, when once they, if they're able to stand out a bit, you'll see the nice leaf structure, and they're they're a beautiful tree. So that
6: sounds perfect for my front yard.
0: There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Well, when you get her planted up, make sure you send me some pictures.
6: I will. Thank and you. Have a a good day.
0: You too, and <laughs> have a great December. Thanks. Yes. Bye, Lynn. Well. Bye, bye. Right. Awesome. And uh, and those kind of things um, is picking the right tree, and uh, for whatever type of garden you're creating, uh, it's really important. And if you're looking to create something that's a little bit of a, a more of a natural area, like that's where you can use pines and aspens, willows, and if and if you do want um, a smaller spruce tree. There's there's lots of other varieties that don't get really really crazy big like the big spruce tree. So, anyways, and I got a quick question here. Then I'm just gonna and then I'll take a break and then I'll go to Wayne and we'll talk about uh, pruning trees. But uh, I got a picture of some um, aloe vera that kind of have really crooked um, roots. I would just bury those. I'd plant the. I'd get a pot. I'd just stick that root into the pot and then um, right up to the bottom of the of where the leaves start, and then, and then plant it straight. And then the roots underneath there, it won't matter what's going on underneath there. So that's how I would do those. Um, it just looks like it got stretched out of the pot. So I would just plant that whole thing right into the soil, but make sure it's straight. And the top part of the one, these almost look like talansias, um, the way they've curved around. And so I would just uh, plant that up, and they'll straighten themselves up once they're in the pot and, and getting the proper sunshine and doing the right thing and go from there. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back and chat with Wayne, you're listening to Let's Talk Garning on 770 CHQR. of you that didn't know that there were so many songs with December in them Ryan has found those for us (laughs) so uh, I love that we have a different theme every week it's pretty cool let's go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Wayne and I don't think he's going to be butchering trees, but. Uh, good morning, Merle. Good morning, Wayne. How are you?
12: Not bad. Uh, I've got a little smile for you first. Uh, okay,
0: I'm always I'm always waiting for your oh, for your for sorry. your intriguing uh, humor. So.
12: <laughs> Remember, every time you trip that little lever in the washroom, you're sending a small present to city hall. So. <laughs> oh, nice. what? what were you thinking? I was meaning we we're paying for the water.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing where your mind can go so quickly, eh? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely,
12: uh, Merle. I'm. I, I've got uh, choke cherry trees. Yep. And, uh, and Saskatoon, and uh, because they're in between the houses, they've become six feet taller than the house. Yep. And uh, should I be cutting them down to three feet or just down to six inches? Uh, are these
0: mainly this big shrubs or are they?
12: Well, they were supposed to be, but they just stretched out because there was no sun and reached for the sky.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be part of the problem. Um, I, if you, if they're nice and healthy, I would even try and recommend to move them if you could.
12: No, there's no place to put them.
0: Yeah, because you're never going to really get... Like the choke cherries, or they're always going to end up doing the same thing.
12: Yeah, the, the berries aren't that good, anyways. Yeah, but and
0: you're not getting any of the black knot on it or anything.
12: No, no, no. I Haven't had any of that problem.
0: And see, and that's my only worry is if you've the more you prune it, you open up the wounds, and then it makes it a lot more susceptible to getting any of that black knot.
12: So better just to get rid of them all together.
0: Somewhat, I, I would. I'd sort of look at that. It, it's a tough spot to plant anything in between. Yeah, in those in those areas, or if it is that tall, you can take out some um, some proper branches. You just don't want to leave any stubs and things like that, especially with the choke cherries because they are, like I said, once you open it up, they are fairly susceptible to that black knot, which you just don't want because it's it ends up being this nasty. So
12: yeah, the only thing that did well in there was gooseberry bushes.
0: Yeah, they like a bit of shade, um, and there's lot, like you could do Annabelle hydrangeas, like you could do some lower stuff. To give you some, if you want to create an area of, of planting in those shady areas, you could create like a really nice garden pathway through there and plant some shade shrubs and shade perennials and create something that's sort of a really nice shade garden through there.
12: Sure. And my, my rose rose tree that's out in the front in the, in the sun has grown over eight feet tall now and was supposed to be a bush. Yeah. Uh, do we trim them right back?
0: Um, only if there's lots of deadwood in them because if they're that tall... Um, every so often, every few years, if you're getting lots of deadwood in it, they do need to be rejuvenated. Nope. Otherwise, I would just thin them out a bit. Like, uh, no, they're
12: just two stalks that go straight up, and then all the flowers are on the top. They actually get leaves and flowers, quite nice. But uh, they bend over onto the lawn.
0: Okay, that's that is pretty tall. If they're they're like, you're honest, like seven eight feet. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I would take them, but I would I'd wait to do it until, wait till about mid-May, or just when you start seeing it sprout next spring. Okay. At that time, just take it down to like four feet or something like that, and then that'll help thicken it up. Perfect. Yeah. And I was just thinking in my mind, I was sort of trying to get a visual of the garden. If you leave those choke cherries high, and then you just create that really nice shade garden below, it actually might look kind of cool with those upper branches and uh, and they sort of just add to the to the feel of it. You know, walking through a garden and you have the tall trees above. And then if you plant a whole bunch of like hostas, ferns, um, those Annabelle hydrangeas, One of my um, illegal issues, areas.
12: When the wind gets up, it actually rubs on my neighbor's house.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, then those kind of things, yeah, you got to deal with. And um, like I said, if, if it's something you can't reach up that high, if you just want them taken away from the house. I know the boys that uh, pruned it up. Be more than happy to out, come out and Mark would give you a hand to have a look at that too.
12: So. thank you very much.
0: All right, thanks Wayne. Have, have a, a great, great weekend. One. You Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. Always, always enjoy uh, uh, Wayne's calls. And then I got a text here, which is pretty awesome. And uh, it says, "Here are some pictures of my best friends. Um, they helped me get. Uh, oh, those are that's something else. Sorry, uh, I I took cuttings off my old Christmas cactus in August." One segment long. So on your Christmas hat, they come in like they're about inch long little segments. And so he, he, he um, Paul, had taken cuttings back in August and then planted them. But right now they're just gorgeous. They're all like six inches long, and they're all in bloom. And he has them in a trough, and it just uh, beautiful colors. He has... The light pink looks like a red and a purple, and the other ones are just blooming. But he just created a nice trough, and uh, they look just gorgeous. So, anyways, um, <coughs> sorry about that. My throat, I, I was hoping to make it through, and I did for the, for the two hours. I had a couple. I would recommend this. If you kind of get mucusy in your throat, um, pineapple, pineapple. Works really, really well. I uh, I grabbed the thing, a pineapple last night. I had it, and then I had one again this morning. And uh, it made a big difference. It got me through these two hours of talking quite nicely. So uh, I, I read that somewhere, and I said, hey, and I thought about it last night on the way home from hockey. He said, hey, I need, to, uh, I need to get some pineapple. So there's another one that, uh, and if you buy the pineapple fresh, you can cut the top off and then let it dry out a little bit. And then you can dip it into rooting hormone. Um, this is the green part on top of the pineapple, and then stick it into soil. And then you can grow your own. You can grow your own uh, pineapples. And one more. You must have changed systems since I texted you, because you used to know who I am. The one looking for a sword for yellow transparent. Apple. Oh, Karen from Hannah. Oh, yeah, it doesn't show up anymore on certain names, so I'm sorry, Karen, but hi from Hannah. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your uh, your wishes for Christmas with the mice. Beautiful. And I've asked a bunch about those transparent apples, and what happens is, uh, like I said, a lot of the growers, they get given new varieties, which... It's good and bad. They get forced to grow, like, from a Proven Winners or some of these other guys. If they want to be a licensed grower, they have to take on the new varieties every year. And sometimes that forces them to get rid of other varieties because they only have so many, so much room on the nursery. So, unfortunately, the transparent has been pulled out. But I got a couple of people looking for those, so hopefully I can uh, we can find some for you for next spring. Anyways, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all the calls. I appreciate it, especially at this time of year. And you've been listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.